What is up? What is going on, everybody? We have a full crew. We are back and ready to rock and roll once again, all three of us on Of Course I'm Right. We'll do it on the other side of the song. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Of Course I'm Right. As always, I am one of your, and I have not been able to say this for a little bit here, three co-hosts, Ethan Klein, uh, here with me, both Brad Miller and Mike Duranik. Uh, Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Doing well, Ethan. I enjoyed your your pun, I guess I would call it, when you said we are ready to rock and roll, uh, since we will be talking about some music tonight, so... Well done there. Thank you. Thank you. I totally planned on doing that. Well, as usual with your with your lead-ins, they uh, almost always find a way to tie into what Brad is going to say. And it's so nice, Brad, to have you back to kind of play off of Ethan like that. I don't feel as much pressure having to come up with something <laughs> right off of his lead-in. Uh, you definitely have more of a gift for that than I do. So, So welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, it's actually... I mean, I don't, the fans probably feel less of this than we do, but we haven't really recorded together going all the way back before Mike's vacation. So we came back and Brad was on vacation. So it has been, it's actually been quite a long time since the three of us recorded a podcast together. So we recorded ahead on some and tried to piece some things together, but we are all here ready to, to do our thing uh, for another, of course I'm right. And our thing this week is uh, sometimes we do try to kind of tie in with our other podcast, The Threequel. Uh, We did not last week. We're not doing that this week. Uh, Maybe we'll get back into that next week. You'll have to tune in. What we are doing this week is our Mount Rushmore of songs uh, from the last five years. Uh, If you were a fan of the original, of course, I'm right. We went through all the decades at one point. Um, I think we started as far back as the 70s and just kind of went decade by decade. All the way up to we did the 2010s, uh, but it's been a couple years since that. And so now we're just kind of focusing on these last five years of music. Uh, Brad, this one was your idea. So I'm assuming that you had some songs in mind when you came up with this that you're you're that you were a fan of that you wanted to bring up here for this list. Oh, for sure. Uh, obviously, we talk about music is my uh the thing that I bring to this show more than anything else. Uh, so I'm happy to talk about it. Um, but also since you threw it out there that it was my topic, I guess if, if this bombs or if our friend that gave us the negative review that I heard about last week uh, cares to listen. And again, he can rip me apart on this one because this is my idea. So um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I mean, to call a spade a spade, you know, he may have been ripping you or Mike apart in that review. I just chose to say that it felt like it was me because it makes it more fun for me to just have a rant. If it's someone saying something about me, make it more personal, kind of do the whole like Michael Jordan thing. Just find a reason to be upset with this person. I mean, you, you were def- you were definitely the clown. Let's come on. It, yeah. it, it has to be. Which I'm fine with. <laughs> I was going to give credit where credit's due. Maybe, you know, one, it, again, you're using it to fuel you, but also good leadership there, Ethan, uh, being willing to say, it doesn't matter if it's one of my my co-hosts who I'm dragging along every week, I'm going to give them some coverage and just take this on myself. 
Yeah, whatever. I, what was his yeah. name? Crossbow sixty nine or something. Yeah, strong, strong, strongbow, strongbow. Oh, I there believe, we go. right? Uh, yeah. Well, and to give you credit, if you're the clown, you're the clown whose back hurts because you do carry this this show on your back. So, um, yeah, thank you for dragging us through um, some some treachery. I guess we could say over over the past few years of of doing some podcasts together. Well, I, I I'll say that when I looked up the exact day, now this doesn't mean that it was the episode he was listening to, but that review got posted the day we put up our Mount Rushmore's of Christopher Nolan. And just objectively, if he found like a clown thing, like that that's just a weird episode to like really get offended by because it's just such like a just a very specific the dude only has 10 movies. And we rank it. I mean, they like sure brad liked inception a little more than i did and mike and i liked the prestige a little more than brad but there there was not like there's really just not a lot of room in something so small to really just go off the rails with a take i mean just in if he just wants to put a little more effort in i've said way dumber things than i definitely said that night like if you go back and listen to the entire show i'll say much stupider things than the prestige is better than inception but if he finds the time, uh, well, we will see. I, I think we should go a little bit further. And if, if Strongbow wants to reach out to us um, and give us his email address, maybe we invite him on to one of our our Zoom podcast recordings here and let us let him tell us more specifically what he likes or dislikes, and uh, we can really use that that feedback to make ourselves better, or you know, just have a little fun at his expense, uh, whichever whichever way. Uh, it might go, but yeah, reach on out strong, though. We'll, we'll invite you on. Yeah, for sure, man. It'd be a real welcoming experience for you. I'd be completely nice and uh, we'd have a good time. Um, speaking of things that may end up making me look like a clown, I have a feeling that my taste in music, uh, or at least my list tonight is going to be vastly different than what Brad is going to say. And we will see if he ends up leaving the same review that Strongbow did. Um, but, <laughs> uh, I think I, I, I told Mike before we recorded this that uh, uh, it's a good thing that Genuine um, and Pony did not come out the last five years because it probably probably would have been one through eight. Oh, it didn't? <laughs> On Ethan's list. <laughs> I thought he had a remix that came out a couple years ago. All right, I'll rework my list here uh, after I explain the rules. And uh, just so everyone is aware, um, I mean, we're busy. Life happens. Mike does not have a, a full list. Uh, to go along with Brad and I's list this evening. Uh, but he gets the unique opportunity uh, to just completely sit back and judge us for the things that we say and uh, give his opinion if a song that we have listed uh, he thinks is just complete burning trash. So uh, congratulations, Mike, for having the pressure off tonight and uh, hope you enjoy what Brad and I have. What Brad and I are going to do uh, is what we always do on the show. We set a topic, went our separate ways. Uh, we want our Mount Rushmore, but we also want some honorable mentions too. So what we have is a list of eight. Uh, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to do our eight and seven, our six and five, and then we're going to give each member of our Mount Rushmore uh, the respect they deserve and talk about them individually. If at any point one of us has something ranked higher than the other one, we'll say punt. We'll save the conversation uh, for who has it, and I will be shocked if that comes into play tonight, but we'll see. Um <laughs> zero. Brad says zero. There could be one. I, yeah. I may, I may, I may punt both of your lists entirely. 
with that well, <laughs> that since, I, well since, I, since i punted i punted this topic and ethan I, I appreciate you giving me the out there but the reality to all of our loyal listeners there is i really am that lame and, and uh both ethan and brad have a far greater knowledge of um modern music than i do i i think i stagnated firmly in the 90s there and i'm not sure that i've moved much beyond that well, I, I'm going to yeah. try to make Brad proud. I only have two country songs on this list, Brad. So I, I did I did limit myself. Um, we'll see I might what... actually have, I mean, using the word country loosely, I probably have what I would consider three country songs on my list. <laughs> um, but my prediction is zero punts. And also, I'm guessing Mike may know... I'm going to say one song. My prediction is Mike knows one of my eight songs on this list. No, there's there's a real interesting one. So uh, we'll we'll maybe set in between the two of you the over under at, at three and a half. What do you think? Three and a half songs that I know. Brad, you're going to take the under on that list combined? Uh, combined? I'm going to take the uh, over on combined. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, just to make it competitive, I'll take the under, but... You might know some of uh, Ethan's because uh, he picked some sounds like some popular songs over there. So um, I am I am slamming the yeah. under on this. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, let's get it going, guys. I'm excited. Yeah, let's do it. I'll kick us off, uh, Brad, with my eight and seven, and uh, we'll just start with one that I know Mike doesn't know, and I'm gonna almost guarantee you don't know. Uh, it is "Bud Like You" by AJR. All right, over one. Uh, this is just I mean, short, sweet, and simple. Uh, this song is just the perfect song to play. I've spent a lot of time on the river this summer uh, with my buddies and stuff like this song always gets played when we get out on the river. Um, it's just one of those like typical kind of, I guess, pop is kind of the thing, not like normal. Pop. I guess that's just kind of the genre it would lean towards. Um, but it's it's kind of just one of those anthem songs. It's really just like the perfect like bro song to play with a group of guys. Bud Like You uh, by AJR. Then my number seven is Praying by Kesha. Does does Mike know this one? I'm looking. <laughs> this is very important. We have to know if we hit the over under or not. I'll talk about it and I'll tell you here in a second. Uh, so, I mean, for me, and this isn't even necessarily that, like, I re-listen to this song so often. This is just within the last five years. I just have to give credit where credit's due the first time I heard this song and every subsequent time since I'm shocked that it's her because of, you know, Kesha had a, has a very, at least up to that point, a very typical way that her career had gone and her music had sounded. And it's just one of these things where I had no idea the talent that was there and the talent that shines through as she sings, this song is amazing and just jaw dropped the first time I heard it. And so just in terms of, holy crap, this person is insanely talented at what they're doing right now, and I didn't expect it to happen. It had to make my top eight just so I could give it that recognition. So my number seven is Praying. It is one that I have heard one time before. I, I am familiar with it. I, I heard it uh, in relation to uh, to my job, actually. And so, um, <laughs> but there you go. There's one. It is a good song. I agree with you. And I from what I recall, as I read the lyrics and remember the song, I agree with everything you just said. I think you summed it up nicely. Yeah, I think, Mike, uh, if you were at the, uh, the the summit 
in I believe 2019. That's probably where you heard it, or is that where you're referencing um, where hearing that? Well, then, then it's possible I've heard it twice um, because I was thinking of another time, but still related to to what we do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that is a that interesting choice. It's not one that I can listen to over and over because um, of the the content. If I remember correctly, I haven't listened recently, but it is about domestic violence um, uh, and some stuff that she experienced in a relationship. Um, so yeah, definitely an interesting choice. I'm surprised that made your list, but uh, uh, yeah, she's a very good singer um, and it really stands out in, in that song in particular. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we are zero on the punts and Mike knows one for the three and a half that, uh, that we're going for. So, uh, for mine, I know Ethan knows this song, um, because we've watched the video together. Um, but this is, uh, friends by Francis and the lights. And, uh, it is one of those songs that it's, it's like a, a cold beer or a lemonade on a hot summer day. You know, or it's that uh, embrace of a uh, from a friend when you need it. You know, it's just that song that just kind of picks you up. Um, this is uh, Francis in the Lights, and he's singing with uh, Justin Vernon from Bon Iver and and Kanye West uh, has his. Uh, he's kind of got his hands in the song as well. I don't believe that he sings, but I think he helps produce it. Um, but yeah, the video is great. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out on. Uh, YouTube. It was one that I've watched over and over because I'm just trying to dissect what they're trying to do um, through the actions in the video. But uh, yeah, I love the song Friends by Francis and the Lights. That comes in at number eight. Um, assuming, Mike, you have not heard that one. All right. Uh, we're, we're there at one. Um, the next one, I'm sure you've heard of the band. Um, maybe not the song, though. It is uh, a song by Wilco. And it is called Love is Everywhere, Beware. Yep. Um, this is a yes, you've heard it? Nope, I have I have not. You are correct in your assessment. I'm familiar with Wilco, but uh, haven't listened to any new Wilco in, in a number of years. Yeah, um, I realized making this list, a lot of these songs are you know, they're kind of in the same vein, in the same genres. Uh, Wilco stands out a little bit different than most of this list. Very talented band. Um Honestly, too, when when it comes to these songs, it's hard to describe why um, a song might stand out to you in particular. Because you know, is it the lyrics? Is it the style? Uh, who knows? This is one. Wilco is just really, really good at hitting all the right marks. Um, very, very talented band. Um, kind of in the vein of like a, a Radiohead, where uh, you know snobby music listeners are going to really enjoy their stuff even if it's not you know necessarily mainstream but if you guys get a chance check out love is everywhere beware by wilco um it's just uh yeah really good sounding song you can put on anytime um don't have to be in a certain mood um but it can just kind of i think it it'll make you happy if you listen to it all right so that brings us to my six and five and uh this is just my double dip into country here. Uh, my number six is die a happy man by Thomas Rhett. Um, this, Oh, why is, Oh no, Mike shaking his head. No. All right. Well, I might be screwed then taking that over. Cause this was definitely one that I was highlighting is why I picked the over. Wow. All right. 
Um, this is just, I mean, I, I've seen Thomas Rhett live. He's very, uh, he's a very talented guy. He's very fun to see in concert. I've always enjoyed his music. And over the last few years, the last three out, three, four albums that he's released in this time period, this is just the one that just kind of stands the test of time. The one I've always enjoyed, the one that puts a smile on my face instantly, just from the first couple notes. Um, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, uh, if you're like Mike, then you don't. But um, it is just—it's just a happy song. It just—it just puts a smile on my face, regardless of what situations I've been in my life, whether I'm single um, or in a relationship. Even though this is a love song, I think it's still—it it, just—it's—it's it's a song just kind of about the future and what could be, regardless of where you're at. So um, always enjoyed that one. Uh, and then my number five uh, is one too many by Luke Combs along with Brooks and Dunn. Um, this for me, Luke Combs is my favorite current country singer. Um, absolutely love him. Everything he puts out. I'm a huge fan of uh, the way we do these lists. I've always said, I try to limit myself to one selection. You know, if we're doing movies, I try to do like one from a franchise and, things like this just one song from a particular artist this was my pick for him this is the song where you know brad and i've had conversations a lot about like brad doesn't like modern country the the pop country kind of thing luke combs to me is the perfect example of a throwback country singer he sounds very 90s country um like i grew up on and this song obviously coupling with brooks and dunn is the epitome of that um bringing them in uh, and it just absolutely is a song written in 2019 that should have come out in 1999. Uh, and, and it's just perfect for that. Love it. Uh, again, another one that I saw live. And this was the best song at that live concert. So one too many from Luke Combs and Brooks and Dunn at my number five. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with your assessment that Luke Combs is definitely a throwback to 90s country. Um, I I think that he's, you know, he's a few degrees off of what uh, today's modern country is, which uh, is definitely a, a step in the right direction. Um, I think you, you turn it a couple more degrees, you get to like a Chris Stapleton, you turn it a couple more degrees, and then you start getting into, you know, the, the Tyler Childers and the Sturgill Simpsons and the, you know, Jamie Johnsons and guys like that, that are just a little bit, uh, um, maybe even a Justin Towns Earl, uh, and that's the type of country that I'm I'm into that I like. Uh, but I, I definitely enjoy Luke Combs. I think he's he's a step in the right direction of getting away from what uh, country music has become. Um, and uh, yeah, good choice there. I've heard that song. Actually, I've heard both of those. Uh, you know, neither one would be on my radar for best songs of the last five years. But I can definitely understand why uh, they made your list. Uh, both very entertaining fun songs to listen to well the first one is uh i can't remember the uh the content of the luke combs brooks and dunn song i've only heard it once but uh i, I remember enjoying it so um yeah good choices there uh so my number six is uh from a band called aaron west and the roaring 20s um and this particular song is uh um I, I don't know what your faces make other than you guys are pretending to know who that band is. Maybe uh, I, was, I was just taking a shot that maybe this one would help me get to the over for Mike. Uh, not looking strong. 
so they're kind of in the vein of like a like a Blink One Eighty Two uh, sort of feel. However, the song that I'm picking, Lead Paint and Salt Air, is not that style. They uh, they kind of toned it down here, um, and they went a little less. I don't know, maybe punk pop is how I would describe their 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 sound. Um, and this is uh, definitely a little bit more um, toned down from that. The reason I like this song, uh, I mean, if you can picture, it's called Lead Paint and Salt Air. It, it takes you to a location. It takes you to a, a place where you, your mind can just kind of wander. And you're, you're putting yourself on a beach where, uh, you know, these houses are... Uh, um, they're covered in the the lead paint. They're covered in uh, the the saltiness of the salt air from the ocean, and it talks about the families that come in and, and visit that, and and what that's like. Um, and I just I, I like where it takes you. Um, but the the style. This was actually a band that was um, brought to my attention by someone that works with with Mike and I, and uh, he said, "I don't think you're going to like this." Uh, but he was wearing the T-shirt. I checked it out, and and this this particular song is one that um i've probably listened to more than anything else over the past couple years since since finding it so i'd recommend uh checking it out lead paint and salt air uh by aaron west in the roaring 20s um this next one uh i guarantee it's not going to add to mike's list uh this is a band uh i guess i'd call it a band it's more of a a female uh, singer. Her name is Waxahachie, um, and the song is called Fire. Um, Waxahachie is someone that was brought to my attention from uh, NPR, the Tiny Desk uh, series. I believe that she was a uh, um, one of the home uh, home editions where they recorded themselves at home during COVID, and uh, she got very popular during that time. I also listen to a an NPR podcast where they highlight new music that comes out like every Friday. And uh, I want to say this was about a maybe year and a half, two years ago. This song came out and it talked about um, um, there's a there's a drive. I want to say it's around Memphis and where she's driving and she can see this the city lights uh, and and she compares it to fire and just how that that makes her feel. Um, but it's just a really good song. She's a really good singer. Um, I enjoy it. I, I, I don't know really how else to explain it other than it's just one of those that you can just listen to anytime um, and, and enjoy. So, yeah, I know you guys aren't into some of this stuff, but I would recommend checking out uh, Waxahachie. Uh, and the song is called Fire. Well, yes. Well, well, we're still at one for me. I do want to just interject here before we hit your guys' Mount Rushmore's and just say I think this is what makes music so great. Um, and while I may not be up to speed with much modern music, after you guys do your Rushmore, I'm going to give you a quick top four of mine because I can guarantee that none of them will have been punted from your list. Um, I, I do think that this is what makes music great. There's so much out there, so many different styles and, and flavors to, to kind of meet your own personality, your own mood. And, and so uh, I'm even jotting down a couple of names here as you guys are throwing these out to, you know, to, to look up on my own. And uh, that one sounds particularly good brad yeah i was kind of i kind of a similar thought to that you know i was thinking about you know if we were to do just this exact topic but with movies well you just go through and search and it's you know 120 movies that come out a year and you just scroll through the wikipedia page and seen that haven't seen that haven't and then you take that and you're like okay which one of these are good and bad with this 
it's impossible you know i mean you could but it's it's really almost impossible to actually track down every single piece of music that has come out these last five years and when you have the wide range of tastes just between brad and i you're gonna get two very diverse lists um which i you know that's one of the reasons we enjoy doing musical topics on this show because this is where we're going to have the widest range of conversation instead of the more focused conversation of what are our opinions of things that you know we just know we're all going to agree upon um so with that uh we will go to my number four getting into the mount rushmore uh i know mike knows the performer of this song uh we will see if he knows the song uh of course a list for me has to include eminem um, it was just which Eminem song am I going to pick? This one is from the first music to be murdered by. He did two of these. He did like the, I think he calls them side A, side B. So I guess this is side A. Um, and it is Leaving Heaven, him and Skylar Gray. Um, it's become a thing the last handful of years. You know, he, he has done a lot of collaborations with Ed Sheeran. And it's just kind of one of those things that like an Eminem Ed Sheeran song for me, I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be quality. Um, so I always kind of go to those first when a new album comes out. What I've learned in the last year is how much I love Skylar Gray's voice, how freaking insanely talented uh, this woman is. And if you if you don't know the name right offhand, really all of her most famous pieces of music are collaborations. You know, it's someone famous and then her name featured on the end of it. But if you go through and listen to just every song that she's ever done with Eminem, just Eminem alone, they are all fantastic. And, and to me, this this is probably the best one they've ever done together, in my opinion. And it, it gets to my number four for the last five years because he, the Eminem part, you know what to expect if you're an Eminem fan. It's his typical brand. It's the some of the things, you know, him attacking certain types of people, or things, him talking about self, whatever. It, it's that thing. But when her vocals kick in for the chorus, it I mean, this song just hits so hard. You truly feel her passion, her emotion coming into the song. And it's fantastic. If you ever get a chance to just look up a video of her performing anything live, like I just said, you know, that that passion that she brings to her craft is something beautiful to watch. And then on top of that, she's one of the most talented singers alive today. So. That's my pick to make it on my list from him. Tim and Skylar Gray leaving heaven at my number four. I assume we're still at one, Mike. Still at one all day. That is not an Eminem song that I am familiar with. Same. I have not heard that one. Um, I, I agree with some of uh, Ethan's takes there. I, I, I enjoy Skylar Gray and Eminem together. I don't know that I'd go um, as hard in the paint as he did with uh, ranking her as high as, as, uh, he has, but Hey, that's what we just talked about. Music is people's prerogative. And, um, I know that, uh, there's going to be some people and Ethan included that will defend a band like Nickelback and, you know, who am I to say that they're wrong, even though I, I know they are, but it's not my place to, I, uh, to say that, you know, really upset that they didn't have a new album. Uh, well, I they did in 2016, but we're not going to talk yeah. about that. That didn't happen. Um. All right. So my number four, uh, this was brought to my attention last year during uh, during COVID. Um, There was a uh, um, 
I don't even know how to describe oh, a benefit concert, I guess you would call it, uh, for, you know, raising money, um, for COVID relief and, um, some of the people, um, that needed some help with medical bills or, you know, funeral expenses for families. They, they were trying to raise a lot of money and, um, they included, I don't know, 50 or 60 different artists in, in this. And they were just kind of bouncing around showing the concert. And one of the, I think it was the opening one, um, it shows Nathaniel Rateliff and he's standing in an empty, um, um, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name of the venue in Colorado. Um, the Red, Rocks. Red Rocks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Red Rocks Amphitheater. Uh, he's standing there empty because um, no one's allowed in and he's singing this song. It's just him and his guitar on the stage and it is uh, freaking amazing, um, especially because you still get the acoustics of that place. Um and uh, he shortly after that released an album with that song included on it. And uh, I, I've listened to it many, many times. My son really likes this song as well. So I, I play it when we're together. Um, I've heard it uh, played on the, the local radio station from Goshen, the Globe. Um, it's it's uh, in their rotation there. Um, but yeah, it is Nathaniel Rateliff and the, the sign, the, the sign, the song is called time stands. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that yet or not. So, um, check that out. He's a, he's a great artist. Uh, been into him the last five, six years, but this song in particular, um, really, really stood out to me and it was good enough to make my number four. Uh, again, that was Nathaniel Rateliff and the song is called time stands. All right, so my number three then uh, is absolutely not going to help the over-under. So we are running out of opportunities here. Um, and we, we, may, we might as well just put it to bed that it's not going to happen. But um, this is one that I'm going to be pretty sure Brad has never heard of either. Um, this is my way off the wall pick, but it's, it's a song that I have fallen in love with over the last six months. It's fairly new. Um, the artist is Ben Bateman. The song is Sorry For Tonight. Um, he has an album, a full album coming out here in a couple of months. He has only released two songs off of that album. This is one of them. So a very, very limited uh, catalog, obviously. Um, it's someone that I've known from the podcasting game for a long time. He does movie podcasts, does things like that. So I followed him that way. Um, dove into this music career. And this was the first song he released. And I, I've just been in love with it. Um genre i honestly don't even know what to call it if you pull it up on apple music he it's just listed as singer songwriter where the genre would be they don't even have it in a genre it's not country i, I mean he plays the whole thing on an acoustic guitar so i don't know if you want to it's not rock it's just i don't know I, I, again I, I can't even they can't put it in a genre and i can't either i don't know what i would describe it as um but it's it, it's a love song um it, it moves pretty quickly it's not a slow song he has a very unique voice, uh, which draws me back to the song time and again. Um, and it's one that I can't say much more about. You know, we can't talk about his whole career. Obviously, like I said, he only has two songs that are out. But this one uh, just struck me from the first time I heard it. And I've always been a big fan of it. So sorry for tonight. Um, I'm sure many people don't know that name uh, or that song. But go check that out because I think he uh, has a pretty bright musical career ahead of him. Um. It I know that, you know, that was kind of a, a serious discussion of that song, but the joke that came to mind as you're saying it is, uh, is that 
probably the phrase you've had to utter the most after most of your dates um and maybe yeah. why that stands out like oh 100 so, sorry for tonight absolutely time <laughs> still i mean still even today even Ethan, it's a it's a good skill to have. Uh, you know, I was able to do a, a date with uh, Jenny last Friday, and I still ended it with "Sorry for tonight." So, yeah. you know, don't let Brad uh, rain on your parade. It, it's a good skill. <laughs> it's a good skill to have there. Yeah, and I I don't say it at the end of the date. I always just preemptively say it because I know it's that would be, be a train wreck. So I see now that is that is like apex wisdom there. <laughs> Uh, all right. So my number three, I've already mentioned the artist tonight. Um, and it is Tyler Childers. Um, this is, uh, it's back to the outlaw country. Um, you know, the, the Waylon Jennings, the, uh, um, you know, Johnny Cash's Willie Nelson's that sort of style, but this is more Appalachia, uh, thrown in there. So, um, the song that I'm going to pick from Tyler Childers is called Lady May. Um, I uh, I want to think when I when I listen to a song, I always want to think that the lyrics are about something that they're not. I want to think like, okay, what's he really trying to say here? Lady May is just a straight up love song to his wife, um, and it's about he like he compares himself to a, a hickory tree that has been cut down because he's he's fallen for her and his like she took the axe and cut the roots away so he was able to fall and you know he's changed because of her and um she brought the spring to the to to feed the the growth and um because of that uh, his life is different it's just a really really great song um i've heard it a couple times on tv i think it was used in american idol this year as a backup uh song when when some of the they were doing like one of the specials on uh, one of the singers. Um, so I know it, it comes across um, in some popular places. Ethan, I saw you nodding your head. Is this one that you're familiar with? I know I have heard it. I was nodding my head when you said Tyler Childers because I am familiar with him. I don't know if I can pick that one out just off the top of my head, but yes, I am familiar. Yeah, this is one of those that just uh, kind of just gets you in your feels when you think about uh, who he's singing it to and who you might be singing it to or about if, if it were your song. Um, yeah, I just love the lyrics. Um, and again, like I said, most of these songs are going to kind of fall in the same vein for me. I have a style that I like. Um, I, I venture out of that quite often um, when I listen to different things. But to call these the best songs or my favorite songs of the last five years, uh, they're going to all be fairly similar so um yeah check it out tyler childers the song is lady may all right so i'm gonna call a slight audible here um because i just realized that the song i did have at number one uh came from 2015 it just like hit me out of nowhere but this is totally fine because that's because... mike's 26 year old nba player right that's that's yes. right at least we're consistent when we mess this up <laughs> what i'm gonna end up doing is I'm just going to break my own rule of one song per artist. I'll just spoil it now. I'll save it. I, I get, I'll just talk about both of them now. And then Brad can talk about his top two. Does that work for you, Brad? Okay. Cause it's from the same person. And I'm just curious if you guys are aware, did you know that Jeremy Renner, the guy who plays Hawkeye does music? I, I did not. I, I am aware. Um, and you're saying that your top two oh songs God. are from Jeremy Renner? Dude, it's so freaking good. Have you listened to it? Have you actually listened to his music? 
Yeah, I, I mean, he's it. he's talented, but oh, top it. two songs, both for Jeremy Renner in the last five years. I'm very okay with it going this way. So my number two was originally going to be Best Part of Me, um, which, I mean, just slow, classic love song. But my number one then will be Heaven Don't Have a Name, the, the original, the OG song that he put out. I mean, so I get rock. It's safe to call it rock, right, Brad? Like, that's what you would classify it as. Yeah. I freaking yeah. love his music. Like, I am, it's not really a genre. Like, modern rock is not necessarily something like this kind of stuff that I would just put on and listen to. If I had to just listen to only Jeremy Renner for an entire day, I'd be completely okay with that. I don't know why it hit me the way that it did. I don't know really how it happened. I heard Heaven Don't Have a Name. The summer it came out, fell in love with it. And every time this guy puts out music, I am such a fan. Like, it, it would be a hard decision for me if you were like, he can only make music or he can only make movies for the rest of time. Like, that that would actually be a legitimately hard decision for me. And this is what we were talking. I know Brad's just got a weird look on his face. Clearly, he's not a fan of this music. That's fine. It has just always struck me every every single one every single one it's so different i think maybe it is because it's so different from anything else i would normally listen to and the only reason that i accepted it to begin with is because i'm a fan of his movies so i was willing to dive into it from the beginning uh but i am just a massive fan so really anything from jeremy renner i'm a huge fan of and he takes specifically best part of me heaven don't have a name uh take my spots and if I really just want to give Brad a heart attack here on the podcast, I will say, if you, if you want a real treat, his version of House of the Rising Sun, I think, is better than the original version of House of the Rising Sun. So hmm. I, I know that my reaction there was uh, more appropriate for Zoom um, and you could see my face, but uh, better than the original. That is uh, that is bold. Um, two comments on uh, your thing there. First off not a reaction to what you're saying, but listeners, Mike and Ethan included, if you have not seen this, uh, do yourself a favor, YouTube, uh, Hawkeye sings Ed Sheeran. And there is Jeremy Renner doing a cover of an Ed Sheeran song as Hawkeye. Um, it, it is, it is fantastic. He sings thinking out loud. Um, uh, yeah. Best thing you'll see all week. Um, if, if you, uh, if you check that out, uh, Secondly, okay, so is Jeremy Renner talented? Yes. Is it a slap in the face to full-time music artists uh, <laughs> who put time and effort into what they to their craft to say that Jeremy Renner is able to, on the side, make something better than them um, that would be considered the best of the last five years? Yes, I believe that that's a slap in their face. However, you said Brad's not a fan. I am a fan. I just to call it uh to call it top two spots of uh, eight songs in the last five years is a bit bold to me and what what i kind of uh, and you you alluded to this but how i would kind of compare it is uh this would be like the girl that you're really really attracted to and really into and she claims to be a singer but she kind of sucks but because you're really into her like she's just got the most beautiful voice you've ever heard and the fact that he's an actor and he's in some movies that you really like, I think uh, shined him in a different light than maybe he should have been you know, shown in, you know? So like, 
uh, yeah, talented dude. But I think that he was already up a few pegs because you appreciate what he does for a living um, and how good he is at it. But, hey, like we just said, to each their own, you didn't say Nickelback. Uh, you didn't say Genuine. So I will fully support you bringing Jeremy Renner to to the party here. And, hey, way to go out on a, on a limb there and not, not pick something, uh, you know, off the Billboard Hot 100 or something that a lot of people might go for. So... Good for you. As we head into Brad's final two songs, I just have to say, if you had told me we were going into the last two songs, I would be stuck on only one song that I had even heard of. I would have probably only heard it twice in my life, and it would have been by Kesha. <laughs> Let's so, just say you could have won some money on uh, on a bet with me for that, because I would have said, well, there's no way for that. But in, yeah, there you go. In my defense, when I looked at my original list and thought we'd get to over three and a half, I figured you would have heard praying. I thought you would have heard die a happy man. And then my original number one, which I then had to take off was seven years by Lucas Graham. And I know you and I have had a conversation about that song before. So I knew I, that's where I was like, well, we'll get to three on mine. So I'll take the over and hope he's heard of one of Brad's. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's okay. You took the over. It was the bold call. Uh, Brad and I both hit the under. So uh, the odds were in your favor, even if it didn't end up working out. So, so Brad, what do we have for, for your number two and number one? Uh, I, I don't know if Ethan saw me hitting my forehead when he mentioned Lucas Graham. It's a beautiful song. uh, It, it is. Uh, it, it, it was, I think until it got beat into oblivion by being played every four seconds uh, for like a year straight um, to the point where now when I hear it, it's uh, it's like, yeah, I I'm, I'm over it. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I understand why it's uh, why it's considered uh, on your list there. And I don't know if it's good or bad that it came out a year too early to be on this list. So um yeah, my last two, uh, we have not gotten to the one that I think Mike may know, which is my number two. Um, it is a song by the Avet Brothers. Um, it is called No Hard Feelings. I'll pause for one second. Mike, do you know No Hard Feelings by the Avet Brothers? Uh, I am. I know the Avet Brothers. I may know this one. Let me. I, I will check the lyrics while you talk, and I will give you a, a judgment on that. Okay. So... This is such a simple song. Um, where I fell in love with it was uh, the documentary that was on HBO uh, from them. Um, I, the title of the documentary is eluding me right now, but just look up Avett Brothers and, and you'll find it. Um, they did a they recorded this song uh, with with Rick Rubin. Um, they left it all on the table. They both like. This was the first time that I really saw what a song that two artists can write could do to somebody. Um, And it was about their careers and what life might be like. And would they have any hard feelings about uh, giving everything to this craft? And they finished singing that song. And I mean, they were in tears. They couldn't breathe. They needed to go outside and get fresh air. And then they just sat and talked to each other about just how heavy that song was. And nobody besides the two of them could understand why they were feeling that emotion. Um, And it just was really, really neat to see. The video is amazing. It's so simple. It's 
the two brothers and then um, Bob, one of their bandmates. They're just sitting on a chair singing this song. Um, you can watch YouTube videos of other people watching this video and analyzing um, what the lyrics mean to them. And it can mean so many different things to so many people because they're singing about what you do and what you pour yourself into. So, you know, Mike and I and and hopefully Ethan in the near future can all look back and say, would we have hard feelings based on this difficult work that we do? Can we give this our all? Like at the end of the day, when we're um, going to face, you know, the Grim Reaper and the the afterlife, will we will we regret what we've chosen to do? Um, and that's what this song is about. So uh, it's called No Hard Feelings. It is the Avett Brothers. Um, they have some others that I like almost as much but came out earlier than than 2016 so that's why this is the particular one that made the list but i just i think it's fantastic um and it, it i had to bump a couple songs off the list once i realized i was going to put this on there um and this song this list could have been 30 songs long for me but uh this is definitely up there in my top two so no hard feelings the avid brothers mike where do you fall on uh knowing the song I, I don't believe i've heard it but i'm going uh, i'll i'll definitely have to and the lyrics are pretty uh powerful just reading through them yeah and um while you're at it just uh you can even youtube that scene from the documentary um if you um do a quick you know youtube search i would recommend watching that scene too and just seeing what the emotions of the song can do to them as they sing it and uh it's it's just really really um cool to see i was gonna say uh the name of that documentary is may it last yes um and just as someone i'm not well versed in the avet brothers but i am a fan of documentaries and i have watched that documentary because i'm also a fan of anything that hbo puts their name on and i agree in its entirety is a fantastic that scene is heartbreaking is the only way but not not in a way of like you feel pain it just you feel what they're feeling um yeah that that documentary is fantastic yeah and i think uh those things definitely add to the song when you you know when a song has a good video or a good story and then there's even you know part of a documentary about it uh it, it clearly can um, move that up the list a little bit rather than a, just a standalone song. But um, so with that, I still have one left because that could have easily been my number one. Um, so one of my favorite artists, uh, I'm sure you both have heard me talk about this, this band. Um, the band is Bon Iver, um, and very, very talented. Uh, Justin Vernon is the, the lead singer of that band. And um, like Ethan said, anything that HBO puts their name to, he's a fan of. Uh, just about anything that uh, Justin Vernon puts his name to, I'm a fan of as well. This this man is uh, ultra talented, and I just I can't get enough of, of the style of music that he puts out. Uh, the song that I'm going to add to my list is called Eight Circle, um, and it is it's hard to describe. Um, someone actually asked me why why is this your favorite song? Because I was having a conversation about this, and um, it is. It's difficult to describe why. I think it is a perfect combination of um, easy to listen to, modern sound. Um, if my blood pressure is rising, if I can feel myself getting angry, I could put this song on and instantly calm down. Um, it also has this feel of um, 
nostalgia to it. There's a there's a few parts of the song that feel like something out of the eighties. It, it feels like there's a Phil Collins rift riff uh, playing through there, and it it's hard to put your finger on. You know, it's like is that Peter Gabriel? Is that Phil Collins? Is that you know like there's just the sound to it that takes you back. Um, I love songs that have a, a good combination of um, instruments and horn sounds and things like that. And this has a, a great mixture of that. But then you just put his voice in there. Now, uh, the one thing I said about trying to figure out what lyrics mean, if you guys aren't familiar with Bon Iver, um, you could probably ask 100 different people what the lyrics to this song mean. And you're going to get a hundred different answers. Um, and I really like that because it can be whatever you want it to be. There's not, um, it's, it doesn't fit in a box and 99% of his songs are like that. There's some, there's a few that are straightforward. Um, but they're very much up for interpretation. And one thing I like about it is when he gets asked what a song is about, you're not going to get a straight answer because I think he knows that that music can, be what you want it to be and i really appreciate that about his um what he puts out um it is gonna be different for everybody um so yeah eight circle is the the song that comes in at number one for me from the last five years and the album that it's on uh 22 a million um is probably probably my number one album um, of the last five years, uh, maybe even longer, uh, fantastic album. It's not going to be for everybody. It's out there. Uh, first time I heard it, I was like, Ooh, you know, it, it's going to take some getting used to, but then once you put it on and let it play, um, it, it's my goat. It's my, uh, well, maybe not greatest of all time, but it's, it's up there for sure. So, um, yeah, if you don't know that song, I recommend checking it out. And I know I said a couple things that might uh, resonate with Mike when I said Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins. So maybe that's enough for him to to check out that song by Bon Iver. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I just I love the the passion that you bring to this and just the discussion of music. And uh, yeah, uh, one of one of the 16 combined songs, I could say, yep, I, I have heard of that. And even that one, I had to look up and look at the lyrics to really connect with the song. But uh, again, that's just how diverse music is. So uh, as promised, before we sign off from this one, I, I'll give you just a brief Mount Rushmore. And, and uh, none of these artists are going to surprise either of you guys, because uh, I am just going back to the well time and again. Uh, and so in no particular order for the first three, um, highlight the song um, Retrograde from the Pearl Jam album uh, Gigaton that came out uh, in 2020. That was a good one. Uh, I enjoyed the entire album. It was a little different. Definitely showed a, a pivot to some different music, uh, musical styles from them. But I, I particularly liked that song. Uh, the 2018 album Away From The World by Dave Matthews Band. Uh, I like the song Black and Bluebird in particular there. It's written with some interesting time signatures. And I tend to like lyrics that go uh, a little bit deeper. And that one takes you all the way from uh, the creation uh, all the way through to uh, the world that we're living in today and human civilization all in one song that um, he basically he he wrote because his kiddo was learning what light speed meant and talking about how far away, um, you know, the light from a, a star like Betelgeuse was. Um, number three for me, uh, I enjoyed uh, the, the album Wildflowers by Tom Petty back in the 90s. And when uh, they finally got around to releasing this last year, Wildflowers and all of the rest. 
um, and, and in particular the song, uh, and oh man, now I'm blanking on it, um, Somewhere Under Heaven, I really thought was the strongest song on that album. Took me back to exactly the kind of feel that Petty had with that solo album back in the 90s. Uh, just a strong one. And then my last one uh, is an al- a song that has not been released on an album yet, but is poised to, unless um, Mr. Matthews is is teasing me uh, with an album hopefully later this year. But it's a song that uh, he wrote in response to the uh, the shutdowns of the pandemic, and it's called Singing from the Windows. It was a song that he wrote reflecting on all the people quarantined in their houses in Italy and the singing from the windows and uh, reflects on what's important in life and how we as a society are moving forward. And at that point, we're poised to move forward through the pandemic and uh, so one that uh, in particular hit me uh, pretty strong in the last year yeah nice nice choices um i i like that dave matthews album that you referenced there i i paused when i was making the list on uh, samurai cop because mm-hmm. that is uh that one just makes me happy and i really enjoy it but i well one when i thought you were going to do the list i thought dave matthews would be very well represented so i i didn't want to throw him on there but but it would have been if you know if i extended this out to 15 or 20 um it would be on there i I really like that song um and he also uh that concert that i mentioned that benefit concert that nathaniel ratliff did uh uh, dave matthews was also a part of that and he sang some songs i i don't know the names of the songs he sang but that might have been one of them um but uh yeah I'm, i'm i definitely enjoy um, Dave Matthews all the way back to, you know, junior high days. So he's, he's been, he's been a big part of my life, but some of his new stuff is just as good as his old. So yeah, good choices there. I would agree. And I would challenge anyone to, uh, take the 20 songs you've heard tonight, throw it on a playlist, hit shuffle and experience, uh, that, that acid trip of music right there. Uh, that would be quite the, quite the roller coaster. Uh, through all of the selections that we've offered up here this evening. I think that would be a fun time. Uh, yeah, so, was... so what we, I think the, the kids might need to earmuff this for just a second. Um, so I'll, I'll uh, filibuster for one second while, you know, parents cover their kids' ears. But I think one of the first responses you might get if you see that list and you just kind of hear it playing through would be, what the fuck is Jeremy Renner doing on this list? You know, like... <laughs> Uh, probably <laughs> not to say that he doesn't deserve it, but it's like, wow, like who would think that Jeremy Renner would be talented enough to not only be Hawkeye and in some of these other amazing movies, but also to, to make the list of, uh, top 20 songs twice in the last five years. So well, Jeremy, job, Renner, Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner, and on my abbreviated list of four, Dave Matthews made two. So Jeremy Renner and Dave Matthews, pretty much the equivalent when it comes to uh, music. And I'll apologize to Strongbow. I know you probably didn't get the earmuffs up on the kiddo before that, but if you give us a third chance, I promise we will we'll probably still let you down. If Strongbow <laughs> has a kid, I promise you that it was an accident. Um, no, 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 no. Strongbow does have a kid. Um, him and his wife named him Pappy Drew. So um, uh, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we will leave you with that. That was our Mount Rushmore's of music of the last five years. I do want to just leave you with this. I, I, I think everyone, I know the three of us will enjoy it. And well, that's my most important thing right now. This is the funniest tweet you will hear this week, folks. Jeopardy has said that whoever is the next full-time host 
has to quit all their other jobs. So we are now all crossing <laughs> their fingers that it's Joe Buck. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this episode of Of Course I'm Right. Uh, as always, for Mike, for Brad, I'm Ethan. We'll see you next time.